to grow through what you go through. This is Courtney. Yay, episode 10, the last episode of this season one. I can't believe I'm already here. I can't believe that I actually followed through with doing a podcast and wanting to do a podcast for such a long time. And again, I say this every episode, but I'm doing this for me. I just want to have a safe space to talk about topics that are in relation to mental health and social work and being in a school and and just having someone to relate to. Someone that's actually just, you know, just doing this for something on the side. And also, I use, like I said, I utilize this as my own journal in a way too. I use this as a venting tool. I use this as another space to say my thoughts out loud without (laughs) annoying people because I know that I can also do that of going over topics and, you know, the overthinking and just saying things and saying things for perspective and opinions. But I also do this to check in with myself. Like, what are my actual views? What are my thoughts? What need to be said out loud? And I can hear them out loud, which is really helpful. So I appreciate those of you that listen and actually enjoy this and actually get and relate to me or come to me with comments and questions and ideas what for me to do and it's been quite quite the ride so thank you for being a part of it if you've been listening and I hope that you know this this episode relates to you as much as it relates to me and I hope to keep doing this for a few more seasons but anyway I wanted to leave it on I wanted to leave this lap last episode with my current life and my current experiences and also speak to those of us that are in the education field because we just completed our week one and I have a lot of thoughts and I have a lot of um, positive and negative I will say but I did want to leave it on the, that current that current note and we'll go more into my my personal personal stuff and personal topics with mental health next season. But I wanted to keep this this episode relevant to my current issues that I've and just things I've been seeing with this newer generation coming up. And I know I men- mentioned before I work in a middle school, and I work work in a more rural area, so it's more country country span, and there's a lot of different issues and. There's a lot of different viewpoints in the area I'm in, and I'm trying to make this as not judgmental, and I want to speak from a place of just observation, and I've had a difficult time with my biases this week, so I wanted to use this more as a vent for me, (laughs) and also remind everybody that these these episodes from me are opinions-based, and I am always open to a conversation with anybody. I want more views to be said. I want more perspectives. I want to have these adult conversations together. And I could be wrong. I could be biased. And I check myself at the door every day. But it's really hard. Like we, at the end of the day, we are human. But I had a. I mean, I've had. I've had a, a mixture of a week. I've had a good week. It was lovely seeing my students come back and the maturity that I've seen and the new faces of the little sixth graders coming in and. The, I love seeing my coworkers. They, they're just very positive people, and they love what they're doing. And I was so excited. My room is very beautiful. I'm so thankful for my new space, due to, like from the principal at my school and for hearing me out. And I'm very happy with the people that I'm surrounded by. I'm my, you know, my social work pals, 
the support team that we have, I'm very thankful for what we have. I do, I am. And we do a lot and we, we work together very well. And I, I can't say enough about where I'm at. However, <laughs> I had a hard time yesterday. You know, it was a Friday and again, first week and, and kids coming back from summer. But this was the first time that I've been in this is my second year at the same school with the same career. So I've had retur- I've had so many returning students and I was so happy and I love them with all my heart. I love my students. But this was the first time I had gotten to witness how much summer undoes so much academically, socially, mentally, emotionally. And it was quite tolling on my own mental health of what I had experienced this week. And I want to process through that. Um, This generation of kiddos is a lot different. I have such high hopes for what's to come, but there's just days and moments where you're like, what the hell is going on? Excuse excuse my language, especially with the area men. I mean, my previous job, I was in a school for three years, but I continued to work with my select 40 kids throughout the summer, so we never had any pauses or any breaks in there mental health growth or their emotional growth and their social growth. So I had those same kids over and over and they kept getting better because, you know, again, I was their therapist. It was therapy. It was a continuation. So I never, this was my first time kind of running into what a full summer away from kids and a full summer away from, you know, like having connections with us type of adults that are in this field. It was just different. It, It was definitely different to see and it kind of gave me, I had to pause for a little bit because I was like, do I actually want to work in an area where I feel like my work is not going to be doing anything? But that's the question that I, that just means I'm exactly where I need to be to spread different thoughts and more love versus hate. And, and that's why this episode is love over hate because I don't want to turn into and be a part of the negativity and the hatred there was such a strong hatred this week and it's it's been rattling my brain I've had to process it a few times so bear with me I like I just referenced summer undoes a lot for kids and adults and I was very positive coming into the new school year like my new space I'm in a different space than I once was bigger space I feel like I can get to more kiddos where I'm at I you know, it's my second year, so I can have better boundaries and better rules with my kids, and the new kids will come in knowing my boundaries and knowing how I am and all that, but I came in, like, super positive on the first day back with all the adults, and I had, like, the first second I walked into the door, one of my friends had come up to me and said, hey, there's already been some concerns spreading, you know, like, there's some chatter. Um, Obviously, you're in a space where there's more positive people and they just want a a good school year and they trust you. They just like shared their concerns about, you know, the older kids being in the sixth grade hallway. And and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know how I can manage this. Like, my kids are respectful. But there was just like negativity from previous people that had difficulties with me last year spreading issues to the new people I'm around. And I felt like that wasn't fair. I felt that, like, I removed myself from the situation and I trust myself to do more this year. And, like, you know, I'm my second year in. Now I got the I got the reins of the school. I got the how my kiddos are. 
and reestablishing rules, right? And I was just like, man, like, why was there already negativity on me? Like, that really hurts my feelings. Like, I don't go around spreading negative and hatred towards these people. And I was just like, why are they? I felt like they were after me. I felt like they were trying to control me and my job. I felt like they were trying to spread negativity about my job and what I do to these people that I've worked really well with last year. Like, my new space is around people that very positive interactions, very supportive with what I do. And I didn't think that that would even be an issue. Like, I really like where I am. I have no problems with anybody down my new hallway. And, you know, there's open communication. And I just felt that that was really rude of these people to just spread that, like, and try to come after me and try to make it a a school-wide issue rather than their issue. I think that shows a lot of projection and a lot of non-accountability like they're one of the reasons that I did move my office and that there was a lot of micromanaging that I just I needed to get away from I felt there's too much negativity and I just didn't want to be around that space and I've spoken about these people before I don't have any issues with them I think they're really great at their jobs the kids there's a lot of kids that do enjoy them and their structure and the way that they are and they are very passionate about their subjects that they teach and whatnot but I just feel like that's not fair that they're just spreading more because they can't under like they there's no accountability that they had done too much to ruin me wanting to be in that area and I don't go around and say oh I moved because of them and I don't want to I don't I didn't I moved because I needed a bigger space first of all but a lot of I just don't want to be in a space where my job is criticized or the kids get in trouble for wanting to come to me it's just like it wasn't good but it was just like a really hard thing to come into and I get it there's always going to be people that dislike what I do and don't understand what I do no matter how much I preach it. And I know my social work pals agree with me. Like one of them has been there for 20 years and she's like, I run into the same issues no matter how much I spin it, how much it's misunderstood. So that was a hard thing to come into, but I'm not going to let that affect me. Like I'm talking about it now and I've already spoken about it and I get it. Like I get people that are in their negativity space. They want like misery loves company and they're like, haha, like what's like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's like, I don't think it was t- to, to come after my job specifically. I think that because of the issues that they thought they had, they wanted to warn, quote unquote, warn my new office, my new hallway buddies about the potential of that. But a lot of the accountability comes on them. Like they don't want to have that accountability. My kids, I'm not going to lie, my kids were more rude because they were rude to them and I'm next to the most wonderful teacher that every kid loves. And I'm not and like I'm not trying to be down on them, but I'm next to somebody that these kids really respect and like they have connections to. I was like, "Oh, Miss so and so, like she has a class right now, be quiet." It's absolutely silent already. First week, they're like, "Oh, crap, sorry." And I was like, "You please if you're in 7th grade or 8th grade, go straight or to the right so it's not down the 6th grade hallway." respectful doing perfect these kids are doing wonderful they come to me in the morning and ask when they can come see me they aren't wandering they're like we're already off to a good boundary start because I set that day one and if those individuals had talked to me last year they would have understood that and again like certain kids were like I don't want to go they wouldn't leave my office because they had to go to one of their classes and they were intentionally rude and it was just a bad space right so now they're doing phenomenal. I don't think we're going to have any issues. They're listening to me. Obviously, kids are kids. There's going to be some hiccups here and there, but I think I got it under control, and I think that 
my new hallway buddies will see that and then I hope that those other individuals will check themselves because that's hurtful to hear and um I wouldn't say that I would never like say that they're new students I'm like oh do you have so-and-so or so-and-so and And, like just start spewing negativity I just never did that I never will and I'm like I hear you like the kids that they had last year I'm like that's not nice like I I wanted to redirect everything with a negativity but that's a lot of accountability that doesn't have to be taken on my part. But then, and I will show it. I will show it with action, and I will check on them. And I still like them as individuals. I'm hoping we can have a better year, and they could see that I am actually very good at my job. And if there's any issues on their point on their end, like please come reach out to me, and we can discuss that together instead of passive aggressiveness and underlying quote unquote warning of each other. We're adults. We can have discussions, and I'm okay to hear them. And it's my second year, so now I feel more equipped to have those conversations too because there was some that I would avoid last year because I just didn't want to argue with people that have been there longer than me. I know that I was the new kid on the block and, like, the youngness. I know how that all works. I've been in numerous schools. However, I won't be walked all over and I won't let – I would love to have grown adult conversations, and I think that we did at the end of last year. So I really wanted this year to start off on a more positive note, and it went the opposite. But, again, summer undoes a lot for everybody. So I'll give them a benefit of the doubt, and I'm hopeful for the rest of the year. Anywho, so that was, like, the start. So, like, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I blew it. I talked it out. I feel better. I know that I could really control my kid. I know I can control my room. I can control my kids. And, again, at the end of the day, we all fall off here and there. Like, these are middle school kids. They're going to do what they want. They're going to be impulsive. They're going to be goofy. We can say things until we're, red, we're blue or red in the face, and they're just going to cross boundaries. That's who they are. They're testing them, and... The more you check them, the more that they'll do better. So I, I really do feel like this year's going to go better with them on that degree. However, there was a lot of – coming into this year, I was already prepared for the stereotypical jocks and the kids to be mean to each other and the bullying and all of that kind of stuff at a different degree than last year. And I was already prepared for that, like what was I was coming into and – I was discussing with my colleagues and the the new counselor and just kind of, oh, this might this this year might be a doozy with these eighth graders and just having like like preparation of what we can do, like what's preventative, what can help these kids grow with that, but also in this rural area there's a lot of political differences and a lot of viewpoints and a lot of biases, like I said, are gonna be checked. And it's just, like, really difficult. But at the end of the day, disrespect is not tolerable. Hate is not tolerable. And I had seen a lot of it this week, and it was very heartbreaking to see, especially just openly, like, open disrespect to teachers and not following directions and being so bold and, and started, like, I don't even know how to explain it. And I feel for my colleagues, like some of these kids are not nice. They're not respectful and that they don't, they won't have any consequences at home. So it's really tough. So one of the first story, you know, like just the disrespect, like I had seen, like, Obviously, if kids are in the same class as their friends, they're going to be goofy and stuff. But what I had seen when I went to one of my friends, her her room, like she's had a, she has a really difficult class, and I know her students very well. So 
myself and my other social work pal, we went into her room just to watch. And she's a lovely teacher. This is her second year. She's got it down. She's chill. These kids should be appreciative of a nice, chill teacher. Shout out. I won't say your name, but I know you listen, friend. But just the, the disrespect, like, no matter how much she had patience for redirecting the room and calling them out for being silly and goofy, like, just, they're just rude. Like, what has happened to, je- like, these kids? Like, I would never, like, obviously, like, the redirect, like, oh, stop talking. Like, when my teachers would say stop talking, you stop talking. It's in their room. You're there to learn. You're not there to goof off. And there's always going to be group time, right? I've never had to see it. Like, I've, I mean, this new generation, I've, there was just, there's just way too much redirection. It's wild that these kids think that they could just talk over someone when they're in the middle. Like, I just don't get it. I never, I even remember kids back in my day, it only take like one redirection or two. Or it was like one or two kids. Not This whole class was just bouncing off of each other trying to be goofy, trying to be cool, and they're 13, they're 8th graders, like, that's unreal. Just, like, you've been in school for how long now? Like, you know better. And I'm, you know, like, checking the biases biases at the door. Like, yes, I know some of them have daddy issues and mommy issues and yada, 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 but they're old enough to know what they are doing is incorrect. You're at school, you, you can come talk to us. They know better. They know the boundaries. They know they shouldn't be talking. When the teacher is talking, they know, you know, it's just like, come on now, like, grow up. So my friend, you know, like the social worker and I were like, grow up, guys, like, get it together. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be the leaders of the school. And it's just, it's just wild to see. And I felt for her. And I think that she'll be able to do well with this class. But I just like, it made me really hopeless about this generation, especially these boys. Like, I was just like, I just don't understand that. Because a bunch of girls in that class are friends, too. Absolutely respectful. They did great, amazing. Yeah, I know that you can use the excuse that boys mature after, but, like, it was just awful. And, you know, like, these are the type of kids that I'm going to have to call parents because whatever is happening at home is, like, do they get in trouble? I know some of them don't. Like, some of them have straight up said, yeah, my parents don't care. Like, that's unreal. Like, what are you teaching your kids to be disrespectful and, I know that there's some that parents are going to be pissed and I will make sure to check I will make sure to keep on check about that but I also wanted to give them a grace period because it's the beginning of the year but the summer man that undid so much like the exposure of rudeness and uh, it's just unreal unreal and it was hurtful to see because a lot of these kids are kids that I've already worked with so it was just like did you not learn anything last year like what is wrong with you so I had to like <laughs> I've been kind of mean. I've been kind of mean these first three days because I'm just, like, so rattled by this change. And I don't want to be negative. I don't want to get these kids in trouble at home. I don't want to be the tattletale. I do not want – like, I have a different bond with these kids that I really want to make sure I lay down the law before I have to do that extreme. But, damn, like, that was – I just felt so bad, and I just don't understand why they're acting that way at this age at all. And I know that there's social media, but, like, parents have to be more present like why are you letting your kids watch that much social media like don't they know better I see them outside paying so much attention to their their coach they're they're listening to their coach outside so I know that they're capable of being quiet for a period of time when someone in front of them is teaching so it's like a lot of disrespect towards women or you know there was a lot of hatred towards race and LGBTQ and it's like I know where we are but when was it ever appropriate to just spew your 
your most likely parents' views because I they're 13. They don't even know how to make their own views or social media's views or your peers' views. Like, they're very um, impressionable. These aren't their exact views. They're just following. They're following the in crowd or whatever. I've never ever I, – if I even if I disliked a teacher, I would never say, hey, I hate you. Or I hate that you're gay. I would just never say the things that I've been hearing it, and it's ridiculous. And that shouldn't even be allowed in any space. Like, hatred is not allowed, and I will not tolerate it. And I've had a difficult time because I'm like, oh, I don't want to step on parents' toes, but I check myself. In my room, in this school, we are kind to others. Your parents can pick that issue up with me because I will say it to them, like, why are you raising your kids to hate? I just can't believe that's where we're at. Like, who cares? And, I like, it makes me really sad. Like, I cried yesterday because it's like, why, you know? And that's not put pushing any agenda. That's, like, be kind to thy neighbor. If they're religious, be kind to thy neighbor. And that is including a black person, a gay person, a transgender person, anything. Like, a girl, boy. Like, I don't, like, huh? Like, what are we teaching our kids? So it was difficult, and I, I am angry, and I am very lost in this, and I blame a lot of things, and we just have to do better. My job as an educator, my job is to have these conversations and to set these kids down and redirect them numerous times, and I I just couldn't believe what I was hearing, and I know that they there's, there's herd mentality, like so if their friend says something, they're going to follow that, but it's just like, why? So I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, I like, the disrespect was one thing. That's, that's a phone call home, and I will talk to these parents, and I will be more talkative with the parents because I do have a lot of great kids. I do. My, there's, my, there's so many of them that are maturing and that we've had good conversations with and that they're like my little, my little minions, these girls, like just spreading love and caring. And I have great, I have really great bonds, and I know that I can capture more kids, but it just threw me off. The disrespect, first of all, and the girls like report. They're like, Miss Miss Smith, did you see that so and so and so? Like, how are they talking to our teacher like that? That's so crazy. And these girls are like, ew, like get away from me now. Like now the boys that they had crushes on are like, they're not funny. They're gross. So it's good. It's good. It's giving like the maturity level is there and that it can be reached. So I'm hopeful on that. But the hatred, like I just like yesterday, my whole blood was boiling and. I'm having the hardest time, and, like, if you have any suggestions or if you are in this field or anything, please reach out to me because I'm trying to find any resource I possibly can. But the LGBTQ, the racism, the sexism, like, the hatred is so strong, and I just, like, I don't understand. Like, it, and it's, and I don't think it has, I don't, I don't consider my views political at all like people are people people no matter what they look like or what they like like I just like people are people to me but for some reason it becomes such a political discussion and it's hard in this conservative more conservative rural area but I'm not afraid to have these tough conversations with kids at all and yesterday like really upset me because my core sixth grade kids or my core seventh grade kid my core crew from last year that I had the entire year that I thought we've worked through so much together. Like we've had these hard conversations. We've had these difficult situations of caring for one another and being respectful and kind to everybody around us. 
decided to start spewing that they don't support trans people and they don't support gay people and they don't understand it. And just like all together, I was like, I just, I was like, a lot of people I love are trans and, and gay. And they were like, oh, good for you. Like, just like the rudeness of a, of a 13 year old, like it, it can check you. I get it. And I know I'm, I'm the preacher of like not arguing with kids because they just don't get it, but it really hurt me especially since we had these conversations and I start lecturing them about my best friends and people I care about that deserve love and that I was like what do you not support and just like a grown conversation like and it's not political and I will argue this to the end of the day and I was like people can and like I went for the under the belt I was like people could hate people that are poor because I knew a few of them were poor and I hit below the belt and I will give it that so I was like be kind just like you want people to be kind to you for what you experience and it was it was a hard conversation and they're just like I think it's gross like I just don't want to see them holding hands and making out and I was like so you don't like PDA because I'd rather not see a straight couple do that either and they just kept like these kids were saying they're pushing it on us they're pushing I was like them saying they're gay is not gonna make you gay if you're not gay and it was just like a hard conversation because in one hand they're like they're kids they don't really know what they're saying they don't understand, like, they're hearing this from the media or their parents or wherever, they're each other. But it's just crazy how it can be right into negativity if you let it. Because one kid was like, yeah, my uncle's gay at the beginning. And then at the end of the conversation, he's like, yeah, my uncle's gay and he's annoying. Like, he changed his mind. He doesn't hate his uncle. I know for a fact he's not homophobic. But because his friends were being homophobic, he decided to be too. And that's what, that's what sickens me. And I, you know, like, I had this conversation. Like, well, you already had this conversation with us last year, Miss Smith. And I was like then I don't want to have this again. You should already know what we're talking about. I was like, I'm not going to let you spew hatred in my room. I was like, I think you guys are misunderstanding what you mean. And, like, they backed up a little bit, and they're like, okay, I just don't like it when they're, like, yelling at me and, like, saying, I'm gay, like, you're annoying, like, just, like, yelling. I was like, and when does that happen? Like, how frequently does that happen? It's like, where are you getting this from? Like, I get it. There are some people that are, like, extreme, and they're just mixing it up. I was like, Humans are humans. We can love who we love, be who we want to be, but always be kind. And I just was getting frustrated, and, like, I started, like, being stern with them. I'm not trying – and, like, I, I always want to check myself when I start screaming my biases at them. Like, you don't understand. Like, sometimes I get, like, really loud, and then I, like, check my – I'm like, these are 12-year-olds. Let me sit down. Let me have this conversation and just hope that one day it will change. But I just felt, like, defeated. I felt like I couldn't combat – a bunch of them at once and I gave them a warning and kids will be kids they'll follow the lead and whatever they want to see what their friends are doing they're 12 they're still learning who they are I know some of it is masking maybe some are gonna be gay like I know this whole thing and you want to fit in with your friends and that's the main point of middle school and I'm dealing with them and they're so young but it's like why are we I, I just I just couldn't believe I'm still having these conversations anywhere like, I don't understand what them or what they are doing has anything to do with you. And, like, a bunch of them are religious, and I don't go, you know what, I hate church, I don't, I'm not religious. I, like, I just don't get that. But it's hard to think outside of what they've been exposed to. So I tried to check myself, and it was just hurtful because these are kids, like I said, these are my people, these are my kids. Like, this is my crew of kids that I've put so much effort in, and it was just, like, so disappointing. So I'm hoping that starting next week when I meet one-on-one with them, I really want to have these conversations and I want to work through because they're always better one-on-one and 
the more that I repeat it, the more that they will have a more open brain. And I know that's what teaching is. I know that's what education is. And I shouldn't give up on them because I know where the, a lot of them come from. And there's just a lot of lack of knowledge. And I will, I will always spread love, right? And one of my kids, his sister's literally black. And he was like, oh, she doesn't count. I'm like, no, you can't pick and choose who you're racist against. And you're like, that's not cool. You know, so just having those conversations more. And I, I, I'm not pressing any views. Like, this is a lot. Like, people are people. We should love everybody. And I will love, and I will, and it's just not that hard to, to grasp and love over hate. Love trumps hate. And I will spread these mentalities. You don't have to, sup- I don't even know what that means. Like, you don't have to be gay, but you can respect them for being who they are. We all deserve that chance to be who we are. Like, I don't like sports. You know, I'm not going to bash them for playing sports. But it's easy for me to say I'm a 28-year-old that has been through lots of college and lots of exposure to life, and they're just fresh out of it. Some are just raised in a trailer park, and they don't have much knowledge, and I can't be mean to them either. And I would love to talk to parents and, like, let's spread more positivity. Let's spread more love. Their parents have, like, it's the breaking of the cycles. They're spreading their hate because of what they've been experiencing and, yada, 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 but my job when they step into my room is to not allow hatred, and if they do, they're going to get kicked out, and there's going to be a lot of tough love, and they're going to be so sad because they're my, they're my kids, but they're going to get the same that I would give everybody else in my life. Like, do not say that in front of me. You get not one strike. The next time after this week, like in lunch, if they start spreading hate like that, they're out, and that's going to be hard for me. I don't want to kick kids out of my room, but no hatred is allowed in my room at all. I will not tolerate it. You will be done, and I want you to think about your consequences. And my mom actually gave me that idea. It was, like, in the back of my mind, but that's definitely something I will not tolerate in my room. And it's going to be hard to kick my babies out of my office, but I'm going to have to do it because they're going to have to sit and think about what they said. Just like your, like your parents growing up, like, they're going to put you in time out or ground you for something that you should think about that you did that you shouldn't have done. And that is my job, too. I'm not brushing things aside. I'm setting more boundaries. And they're learning. They're like, Miss Smith, why are you being so weird? Why aren't you letting us have passes? And just, like, reiteration, these are my expectations in here. And if you don't like it, you don't have to be here. And that will be such a loss. And I think that I have a good connection with them enough to to know that hopefully they – like, I've had fights and disagreements with them before, and they come back and apologize. So I'm hoping it goes that way. But if that's their strong stance and they disagree with that hatred or thoughts, they're not going to come in my room. And that's that. And that's hard. Like, that's just, like, a hard reality check because I never really had this issue with my, my other school kiddos. But, again, we had consistency. We didn't have summer undoing a lot. And I'm hoping, I mean, this gives me an opportunity to have more discussions with parents. Like, do you know your kid is being rude? I was like, I do not care what you guys talk about at home. You can have your conversations, but do not allow any hatred into a school building because I would stick up for your kid just like I'm sticking up for someone else's kid. Your kid should not be shitting on other people for being different than them. And that's a parenting error. Check your kid's phone. Check your conversations you're having. You are the adult at home. We teach for the the seven hours that we have them, but then they belong to you. So please be consistent with the conversations, and I would be stern. I will call these parents and be like, what are you doing? What do you need help with? I will. I'm not, I, I am judging you if you're not having these conversations. However, I know that some don't even know that their kids are being like this. So that is my job to call and have those discussions of check, check your kiddo. 
they're going off the rails a little bit. I get hormones, I get teenage, but they not they need to have the, that arc, that conversation with you at home too, and that consistency is so important. So I'm gonna make sure that I have those conversations with the parents, and if they have an issue, I want them to be having this conversation with me. We are the adults. We can come in. We can. No hate is allowed to enter this building, and that's on that. Anywho, you know the like I just really want to let all my fellow educators know that we're in this together. I don't want us to feel trapped or alone or hopeless because of these encounters, what we've been seeing, what's been different in the years since the years past. But we got this, we got each other's back and we should help them be spreading the love and being the change in our work and not just write it off like, oh, well, that's where how they were raised, so I'm not going to ignore it, I'm just going to teach social studies. No, these are the teachable moments. Like, racism has a lot to do with history, and then LGBTQ only came out so long ago. Like, these are the conversations we should be having. And, yes, you have curriculum. But if you hear it in the classroom, please come over and, and dismiss it and redirect and, and be a part of the change, too. Uplift each other. Like, I processed that. I was so upset. I talked to my colleagues, and I talked to my coworker or my other my, – or my mom <laughs> – after I left school yesterday just to discuss this and just, like, vent it out and be like, what the F is happening? Like, there's that much hate in this world, and it's hurtful. And it's going to be hurtful. And some of these people, like, they're going to have a reality check when they leave. And, like, I I do want to have a tiny bit of grace because I'm not saying I was innocent at that age. I was rude. I know it took me a little bit to stop saying words like the R word and, like, just being disrespectful and trying to be funny. Like, I get it. There's, like, a pack of kids that are just trying to be funny, not knowing that they're hurting others. But I can tell you one thing. I never did that at school. I never did that ever. I did that in the, I did that at home with my friends goofing off until I realized it was wrong on my own. But it's so crazy because in 2009, 10, I remember my best friend and I, like, mind you, we grew up in, like, more – Republican households I'm not gonna lie like my stepdad and her dad were very bold with their thoughts but I remember specifically one of our um, YouTube videos that we made goofing off at 13 years old we said free the gays like I just don't understand why gay people can't get married you know we used to say those things on our own like we already developed our own views despite what was in the media despite that it was only 2009 and 2010 we and we did in the households we grew up in we still knew that people should be able to be themselves so it's kind of scary that that's not happening these like as much or just based off of this the soul groups that i've seen and we got a lot undoing to do and a lot of checking to do and i said stupid things and like i then i remember all of a sudden being like hey i don't want to be mean i don't want to say things i don't want to bully people no matter how hurt I am, no matter what I've been through, we can be better. And, like, we've all had those moments. Like, we're just kids that carry our trauma just like they are. And we can have these but we can have these discussions. But, damn, is it exhausting. I was, I had, I was so tired yesterday. Like, it's just draining and disappointing and hopeless. And I don't want to start off when I was so positive the first day. I was so excited. But that's why we're in education because we are the change. We, we saw a very uplifting video. We had a very uplifting speaker to kick off the school year, and I just want to make sure that 
I stick to my guns, that I stick to what I believe in, that I don't let these things over Trump my job or make me want to leave my job because this is exactly why I do what I do. And this is a, and like this is going to be a challenge. Like that working in a school is challenging. And I want to make sure that I am there for my people and I I'm not going to just give up because of how hard it is. It makes me want to fight harder and you know talk to these kids and talk to these parents and be more present and encourage more presentness and and dismiss negative social media and just Push for happiness and change and and hope for a better future. Hope for more maturity as the year progresses and I think the work will pay off. Like It might not happen now, but maybe in five years when they encounter you know, their parents saying some shit, they're like, you know what, Miss Smith really taught me for those three years that I should love people. I'm going to love people despite what you tell me to do, Dad or Mom or cousin or future spouse. And spread that because when they have kids, they're going to want to do the same. We want our kids to love. Like They don't come out hating people. That is a learned behavior. And I can un- help them unlearn that too. And that is what I'm going to do. So please, please encourage the kindness. Please have the hard conversations with these kids. They can absorb a lot. And just because I said it t- yesterday doesn't mean I shouldn't say it all week. Like I'm going to have these conversations until the end of the year I'm not going to stop these conversations I'm not going to tolerate these conversations that go negative I'm going to I'm not I'm going to push them to be kind no matter what they think at home no matter what they truly believe in I don't even know how you could hate I just don't get it I'm like white people are rude too like there's just like there's just like white people fight too you guys fight each other like that doesn't mean it's just welcome to middle school (laughs) but I don't want to allow the hard days to take over and I'm hopeful, like, fresh start on Monday, and we'll go from there. Because I know I can get through a lot of kids, and I that's my that's my hope, and that they could spread it, and that they can help each other. Because even when they say stupid stuff like that in my office, I see them help. As soon as they left my office, they helped a new sixth grader. They talked to the new kid. Like, they're, it's not, I don't want those small bad moments to outweigh the, the good that I see, too. I believe in these kids. I want to have more hope because if I'm spreading the hopelessness, then that's what's going to happen, right? Like if I put that into the, if I put that into the universe, that's what I'm going to get out of it. So thank you guys for letting me go on my tangent. And again, for my education friends and people that are in the same field as me, like we are creating the future and it's our job to help them be good, good kids in society, good people in society. And Check our ba- our own baggage at the door. Check our biases, and ask ourselves: Is this bias correct? Like, how can I how can I have these conversations in a rural, conservative area? How can I make sure that these kids learn that hate is unacceptable, regardless of what you believe in? Right? Like, I wouldn't want somebody say, a, I wouldn't want a kid wearing an F Trump shirt either at school. Like, I think we should respect everybody's opinions and thoughts, and be be open to converse and dispute and debate thoughts and be kind and not yell and keep working on ourselves and help these kids work on themselves too. But this was very therapeutic for me (laughs) for my last episode and I'm there for everybody that needs the help at my school. Let's make this a better year. Let's, Let's work with people outside of our schools, like talk to our other school friends and our other educators we knew and work together 
give ideas to each other and be impactful on our future generation. We are the world and they're the world next. So let's do it. Anyways, that concludes episode 10 and the last episode of season one of Grow Through What You Go Through. I will be back in a you know a couple weeks. We'll take a nice little break and we'll get into the nitty gritty, really tough conversations in the next season. So thank you for listening. Bye.